With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. And quantum physics is now catching up to spirituality, and ancient wisdom, which has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. And um, also, I believe that when humanity awakens to this universal truth of oneness, that there will be peace on earth. Because what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. Today's show topic is The Gift Within Us with Marianne Borer. <laughs> Welcome, Marianne, to Wake Oneness Radio. Thanks for having me, Caroline. Thank you for being my guest. So, Marianne, please, I would like love for you to share with our listeners your journey and what you do. Share your 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 author of the book, The Gift Within Us. Please share your journey with us. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I. Basically, uh, this has been a beautiful journey. I mean, just like everybody else um, who listens to the show, probably I am pretty spiritual, um, you know, raised Catholic, but whatever. For me, spirituality really doesn't have a set tradition. I mean, this is just, we're all in different places. Some are religious, some are not. To me, it's, it's irregardless. It's how you treat others and how you, how you experience this journey, which I think is like a school when we're born. You get wonderful things, not so great things, but you're on a journey and it's how your soul grows and, and expands during this journey that, you know, and how you work with others to make a difference that, that really counts. Yes. So anyway, I was, um, I'm a PR person by trade okay. and I was working in New York City. I worked there for 12 years at top PR firms. And in the middle of this, um, just before the year 2000, about three years before, I had a smallish client who um, owned a lot of franchise restaurants in Manhattan. If you went into a TGI Fridays or a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, they owned those franchises. Okay. For some unknown reason to me, they erected a digital clock in the middle of Manhattan on 34th Street um, that was counting down the days and seconds and minutes to the year 2000. This was mm -hmm. in 1997. And okay. I, you know, remember how scared people were of the millennium? Oh, I, was, oh, I remember not, what is it? Oh, what was it called? The, Y2K. Y2K. I was trying to figure that out. Just, I was, oh my goodness. And it seemed like that was yesterday. 
I, it does. It's twenty more twenty years ago. It's actually twenty years the, ago, and it seemed like it was yesterday. Yeah, the twentieth anniversary of the millennium right now. Yes. But my client, for whatever reason, was putting up this big digital clock. I think he was inspired back then. Do you remember there was a big national debt clock ticking something about the national debt in Manhattan? Anyway, he put this clock up. He had logos of all the restaurants around the the outside of it, mm -hmm. and I thought, from a marketing standpoint, no offense, but is that going to make someone want to go into a Friday's and get a burger? No, but he wanted national press for this digital clock, the millennium okay. clock. Right. So I thought, what am I going to do to get national press? And I don't even really use the word idea anymore because I believe a lot of my so-called ideas are inspired. Yes. In spirit. Yes. But I had the thought, okay, I'm going to find um, some of the most gifted intuitives, psychics, mediums, those words are loaded, but intuitives, to come and do a press conference about what's going to happen in the year 2000 for journalists. Mm -hmm. And the trick was to find really highly gifted people. I could have been lazy and just gone down the street to storefront psychics, right. but I didn't want to do that. Okay. So I did some research, um, word of mouth, I had some readings, and very gifted people. I found 24 highly gifted people. Awesome. And they came and they sat at a TJ Friday's um, speed dating style. Each one at a different table. Mm -hmm. And the media were invited to come and spend a couple minutes with each one and go from one to the other, ask them personal questions, celebrity questions, world event, whatever. Right. 75 journalists showed up. You would not believe wow. that's enormous amount of press for something yes. like this. Yes. Now you'd expect Inside Edition Entertainment tonight. They all came, but also the Wall Street Journal. Wow. CBS Evening News, you would not believe the, the turnout. Wow. So from that perspective, and it was a huge success and generated tons of national and even global press. Yes. Um, the reason I mentioned this is about the book is two reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy from the Wall Street Journal came up to me afterwards, and he was just completely devoid of blood. His face was pale, and he was shaking, and he said, Marianne, I confess I came here to make fun of these people, oh. which is what people often do. Yes, especially 20 years ago. Especially, yeah. oh, it's still, still happening on, but, yeah. but he said, I'm still in shock because they were so accurate, I, I'm in shock now. So that was thing one. A lot of the press treated this very wonderfully. There was one gal who's very gifted who came, but she had like a satellite dish for a hat. I mean, okay. she looked like the psychic with the crystal. So they all zoomed in on her, of course. Okay. okay. But so there were those silly kind of, placements, but it was also very good. The second reason though, not only was it a professional success, I became friends with a number of the gifted people. Mm. I mean, not just friends. I felt like I'd found a family. Yes. Okay. And these people from all over the world, all over the country mostly. And so for the past many years, I became as a communicator annoyed with how they were perceived by the public or mm -hmm. misperceived. They lump anyone with that title, psychic or medium, which is what psychic is a loaded word for me, for yes. anybody, into one ugly group. They have to be fakes or charlatans trying to take your money, making up stories. And the truth of the matter is, many of these people were born that way. Yes. And many as children were either frightened by it, they didn't know what was going on, they struggled. Many were bullied as children. Yes. Some just thought it was a lot of fun play. They were talking to grandpa from who was deceased. They didn't know. Some were accepted by their families. That was there. But 
it was much more of a struggle than people understand. Yeah. Some, there are funny stories where some, like they'd play in the playground with a bunch of boys and they would all get into trouble. But this one guy who was psychic, he could take his name off the teacher's list. So mm. he wouldn't get punished, you know, so, and maybe they do better on a test. So there's those kind of stories too. Right. But anyway, there, there's, there's a lot of humanity to these, to these stories. And so I started writing profile chapters about all of these gifted people. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up with 33, which is a master number, as you know, right. stories, profile chapters of gifted people. Um, and they're, they're not small. They're like seven to nine pages. I interviewed each person, uh, taped it, transcribed, wrote it up. It's mostly in their own words. They approved it. And so these profile chapters exist in my book, but it's not just a book about gifted people. Um, okay, but it was a starting place because I know famous psychics and mediums, you'd know their names. In fact, James Von Prague. Yes. Um, he wrote a big, a wonderful blurb, and it's on the cover of my book. He's friends with one of the gifted people who's in my book. Kelly White, uh, who's from Beverly Hills, she said, you have to talk to my friend James. And I said, who's James? She says, James von Prague. I said, you know what? I'm only interviewing gifted people that no one knows. She goes, he okay. doesn't need to be in your book. He just wants to talk to you. He was so lovely. I can't tell you. We talked for over an hour. Okay. So anyway, um, but I started writing this book and initially it was going to be to talk about how these gifted people should be, you know, treated differently, et cetera. Well, organically, as these things do, it grew. Mm -hmm. And spirit, my guides, whatever, however you want to call it, were basically telling me, okay, you need to talk. I found out about Dean Radin, who is that scientist yes. that does research about Psy that we both know. Yes. He referred me to the show. Yes. Um, I began to look into Dean Radin's work, another gentleman, Dr. Gary Schwartz from the University yes. of Arizona. Gary has, Gary, I know Gary. He's been on guest. Yes. yes. He's yes. wonderful. Yes. yes. Um, Russell Tark who um, you may know, uh, there's others. I interviewed them, and because for, just like you, for me, the science is really important. And mm -hmm. I have them in a chapter called Those Brave Paranormal, Today's Brave Paranormal Explorers. Yes. In the scientific community, these men, it's mostly men, yes. are looked upon like, on, in public anyway, like, what are they doing? You know, right. that stuff's crazy. Right. In private, these same people that say that, these academics will come up to them and say, you know, I had my own experiences. Yes. So it is very brave of them to do it because there's a taboo in the scientific community yes. about studying these things, and very few scientists are doing it. And these scientists, as you know, they come from the top universities. Yes. They're highly intelligent and credited, accredited. They just take this so seriously, and they've committed their lives to doing this important research. Yes. Yes, and the, and the same thing with doc in the medical community. Because right. in the medical community, so many medical professions, act, uh, professionals actually witness things like, you know, people when they leave their body and, and all that. And then they're, they're afraid, it's taboo to talk about it. But now they are starting to come out. I've had one doctor who is retired, but now he was always able to see spirits. Yeah. You know, but he didn't talk about it while he was practicing. He was a, a, a top surgeon and everything. He, he had one, there was a, one nurse who also could see them and hear them that he could talk to and communicate. But he, now that he's retired, he's written his book and he does talks about all of these, you know, miracle experiences or spiritual experiences he had while he was a practicing 
medicine. So yes, it, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And, and that's a shame. And I, I applaud these people who are coming out in force about this because you're like you. I, I mean, I felt this through spirit anyway, but when I came upon their research and their bravery and what they're finding, um, it, it was something that had to be a part of my book. Yes. So in addition to these 33 profile chapters about gifted intuitives, I have chapters about people like Dean Radin and scientists that are studying psi. I have a chapter where I interview um, academicians about how people who had these gifts were treated throughout history. Yes. Which fascinates me because, of course, at once they were revered by kings, etc. Um, it went through different stages. Of course, the witch hunts, we all think, was about, it has nothing to do with intuitives, the witch hunts. You would think it does. Mm. Back then, that whole period, people could call each other witches and out of spite for their neighbors and it, it didn't matter what it didn't have to do with being intuitive. I, I didn't know that. I always assumed witch hunts were yeah. torturing people who were intuitive. So it's not. But the whole chapter deals with that. I have different chapters about um, different people like, uh, well, different scientists who, you know, predicted that the Galileo, the world is not flat. Right. And that was maligned in history um, about their findings, like Joseph uh, Lister. He said that you need to wash your hands because germs spread disease. Everybody thought he was crazy. And there's a whole, there's little vignettes about different scientists in their day who were right about something, but were put through the, the mill. Yeah, um, yeah. And I put that in because I think these gentlemen are also very brave and have been put through a lot, but they persevere. Right. So there's those <laughs> chapters. I also have um, some other chapters about my own personal experiences mm -hmm. with um, having been called... I, I won't go into it's a long story, but it's a chapter in the book. Years ago when I was doing PR in a big PR firm called Hill and Knowlton, um, I was promoting essentially Doritos and potato chips and Frito-Lay, you know, Quaker Oats and things. And I thought, junk what food. <laughs> it was great food. You have food in the office. No, no I said junk food. Well, <laughs> but, but it's okay. It's okay. Spiritually, I just thought, what am I doing with my talents? So right. I tried... So I started, we were allowed to do pro bono PR for different mm -hmm. causes, and I chose domestic violence and child abuse because nobody then was talking about it. So long story short, because it is a long story, it's in the book, but I started doing free PR for a toll-free domestic violence hotline. Back in the day, uh, there was only 1-800 number for battered women to call, and that was important because if your abuser saw you call the local shelter, yeah, you were in trouble. Yeah. So, so this hotline was getting about 2,000 calls a month. I started getting the lady who ran it on the TV shows like The Day Show and everything. And unbeknownst to me, uh, this 501c3 nonprofit, I get a call one day from Johnson & Johnson and they said, uh, this is Larry Lux, I'm director of marketing. Um, Marianne, uh, did you not know that we 100% fund this hotline? Mm. If you buy, as a part of a cause marketing program, if you buy Stay Free, pads or OB tampons, feminine protection. Yes. Portion goes to fund this hotline. Lindsay Wagner, the bionic woman, was their paid spokeswoman for a million dollars a year. Okay. And he said, in two months, you've gotten more PR about this hotline than our, our PR firm. I won't name wow. the name, big PR firm, has been gotten in two years. Wow. So he said, I want to hire you and fire them. And, <laughs> and I ended up leaving the firm and getting four times my income to do PR to raise awareness about battered women and domestic violence. 
Oh, that's amazing. It's a beautiful story, but what goes on is after two years of doing this and getting every magazine to write about domestic violence, including Brides Magazine, mm -hmm. here they sell wedding gowns and china patterns, but they wrote a story called What to Watch Out For Before the Wedding Bells, because uh, a lot of abuse happens before you get married. Oh, yes. And that was very brave of them to do. So, you know, because they could lose advertisers. Right. But anyway, after two years of doing this, Larry, my client, called and said, I'm leaving J&J. &J. My wife has MS and we're moving back to the Midwest. So I oh, felt bad that he was leaving, but I wished him well. And um, by this time, the calls to the hotline went from 2,000, now two years later, 12,000 a month. A lot of women were being helped. Yes. But I get a call from the new lady that replaced Larry a couple weeks later, and she says, I'm cutting the hotline. We're not funding it anymore. Yeah. I believe it's an ugly topic for J&J &J to be involved in domestic violence. And it's just not a place we want to be. So they cut the funding and Family Circle magazine called me a week later and said, Marianne, we've written a story you pitched because I'm a PR person about battered women in the hotline. But we understand the hotline doesn't exist. Can we use your home office number for the battered women to call? And I had a little apartment in the Upper West Side. They could not, 12,000 women could not call my number. Right. right. So I, I put, I said, no, you cannot. Let me figure something out. Oh, right. Found down, and this is my first spiritual PR campaign, as it were. I literally heard like a radio turned up in the background, call the White House, call the White House. Now, mm -hmm. I immediately thought, I'm losing my mind. I've gone crazy. I mean, call the White House? Where's that coming from? Right. So I, I ended up calling the White House and I got a meeting with Mrs. Bush, the white-haired Mrs. Bush and her staff. Okay. Because I wanted to tell them we need a federally funded toll-free hotline. It shouldn't be up to a corporation like Johnson & Johnson to fund it. Right. And they had me down for a meeting and because I was flying there on my own dime, I had meetings with Joe Biden's office, mm. our candidate. Um, Senator Dan Coats, Congresswoman Connie Morella, and a couple others to tell them we need a federally funded toll-free domestic violence hotline. And they said, thank you for letting us know. One lady, the Congresswoman said, I'm going to put in what's called a concurrent resolution to get the ball rolling to get funding for this hotline. Well, I just let it go. And about fast forward a year and a half later, I'm in a ballroom in Hilton Hotel, Midtown Manhattan, a big luncheon, women honoring other women. Jane Pauley's over there. There's different celebrity women and wonderful politicians. And Tipper Gore is standing at the podium because now the Clinton, uh, the Bushes were out and the Clintons were in. Okay. And she's bathed in light in this darkened ballroom. And I'm sitting there and she says in her speech, and I'm proud to announce today that we're the first administration to fund a federally funded toll-free domestic violence hotline. Ah. So I sat in the, with goosebumps because what I had been called to do, yes, and nobody in the room knew I had anything, nor did I care, right, right. came to fruition, and that hotline has celebrated its 20th anniversary now. It's federally funded. It's now, instead of Michigan, it's out of Texas. Awesome. And it helped. So that was like, thank you for utilizing me, okay? Yeah. Um, and the reason I tell that story is because, I mean, I've done PR campaigns for everything from Miss America to the NFL to... Pfizer to whatever, right. but that being called to do that and being, and I had no clue here. I am profiting four times my income, right? Do things to help you when I went into it for free, right? But I was aware that I was being what I call utilized, which yeah. I'm happy to do. 
Yes. This book is another one of those uh, experiences where I call it being drafted. Yes. Frankly, I never went into this to be rich and famous to make, it's really like, okay, they've given me this tough assignment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my best to do it. Right. And I get a lot of input from them, the powers that be, yes. and that's why I'm here. So the message of this book, which we can talk about later, yes. is a very simple one that all of us could, should listen and learn, and it's easy to do. Yes, yes, to listen to, listen to that that small voice within you, you, it's a call the white house that we get, you know, we get messages like that all the time and we just ignore them. Like, but you didn't ignore that message. So no. we, our inner being, our high, I use the term higher self, doesn't matter what you want. We have, we are connected to the divine, all of us. Yes. Our, the larger part of us, our higher self, the divine, God, source, whatever, universe, whatever term you want to call it, doesn't matter. But we're connected to it. Mm -hmm. And it's always, always, always whispering and guiding us. But we, we get so busy with mundane every day and, and our, our, I call it the monkey mind. It's always <laughs> get those small whisper called the White House. Like, Wow, that's silly. You just ignore it, <laughs> you know. But yes, this is so true. Very well, true. I want people to know also, though, that um, the the steps to listening to this inner voice. We all, by the way, we all get it. We all get those hunches, those yeah. gut feelings. We've all had it. Yeah. Right. But the difference is that, and and it's not like a faucet. You can just say, "Okay, tell me right now. I want to hear." You you need to receive it when it's coming. Yes, but it is. It is there for us, and especially if asking you shall receive, you don't yes. always get the answer because maybe you're meant to struggle sometimes mm -hmm. and learn, mm -hmm. but often you do. Yes. And the message that I have is, I'm the worst meditator in the world. I'm a, you know, they have to get me in the shower or at 4:30 in the morning before I woke. They get me though. Uh -huh. and, uh, but if I had to sit there and hold crystals and meditate on my chakras, and I'm not putting that stuff down because right. it's very valid for many people, yes. but. For me, what I learned is that it's right there at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. The only the only thing is is that in order to listen and to hear it, we have to take our ego down a couple of pegs and be humble. Now, for a lot of people, that's almost impossible. But that yes. is a key because if we're all about us, we're not gonna hear it. Yes, and the other yes. thing I, I want to tell you is that we are, I don't know if you have children, but yeah, I, I have a daughter. And I love my husband, I love my mom, I love my family, my mom's deceased, but there's something about loving people and especially a child. Mm -hmm. It's beyond what you can describe. But what came to me from them is, that, and I say them, is that they love us with that intensity 20,000 fold. Yeah. They told every single last one of us, I don't care what you've done, who you are, they love us so much. And they want to connect with us, not spooky, they're not gonna have visions and all that. They're, they're wanting to impart their wisdom and their guidance to us, just yes, like a yes. parent would. Yes, and yes. one morning my guides woke me up and said, write this down. And, and they said, can you imagine if you had 25 kindergarten kids in a room, classroom all day, nobody there, no supervision. Can you imagine the mayhem, the fighting, the tears, the craziness that would go on in that classroom? Right. And they said, that's kind of what the world is like without us listening. Because right. we need their divine guidance now, personally, and as a planet, more than ever. 
Yes. We, we need to tune in. And we don't have to think we have to be master meditators to get there. Exactly. The last thing I'll blather on about is they gave me another assignment one morning. I woke up. Do you remember The Wizard of Oz? Yes. The movie. You know, Dorothy, she goes through all this rigmarole to get back to Kansas. The monkeys are flying and attacking her. And to go, oh, that movie seemed to go on for hours when I was a kid. I loved it. But it was like, good God. <laughs> and she gets to Oz and the wizard can't get her back. Right. And Linda, I don't like the name witch, but whatever. Right, right, right. She comes down and she's there. And Dorothy's gone through all this, and she and Glenda says, "But Dorothy, you've always been able to go back to Kansas," and that's what they told me to say because it's right here. You don't have to have super psychic ability like the people in my book. You don't. You don't have to even have this religion or this church you go into every day or any of that. You can be a sinner. You can be someone who is completely atheist or whatever. We all have access to that beautiful, brilliant divine wisdom and guidance, and it doesn't have to be attached to religion. It really transcends religion, to be honest. You can be religious. You can, you, can go, you can do whatever you want in those ways. That can maybe supplement it. But we are so loved, and they want to communicate with us, and that's the message of the book. That's why it's called The Gift Within Us. And the subhead is intuition, spirituality, and the power of our own inner voice. Mm -hmm. The inner voice, you don't, again, have to do anything special to access it. The only trick is if you're just so full of ego and you're not going to, then you, you're probably not going to hear it. Right. Unless they bang you over the head. <laughs> you know. And a, so, the, and a lot of times the crisis is that we go to is them banging us over the head because they've been trying. It's like, okay, I'm not getting her attention. So bang, the accident happens, <laughs> you know, because I, I need to do something to get her attention um, or his attention. But yeah, everything you say, we, we talk about all the time here. Um, my son is in spirit and he is my guest host. He's been gone. He's been in spirit now five and a half years. Okay. I have physical, physical proof he's still with us. Right. I, have, I have his voice from spirit. I have images of him from spirit. Right. And he he's very proud of this show and he's my co-host. Yep. So we have a closer, we seriously, literally, because he was a grown man. When he transitioned, he was 29. When he was first um, diagnosed with congestive heart failure, he was 26, but he was living on his own. I saw Mother's Day, Christmas, you know, holidays. Mm -hmm. and, and that was like, hey, Ma, how you doing? You know, bye, Ma. Now he's with me all the time. And I have physical proof that he's with me. And that was, he was, it was his transition Mm -hmm. that six months after his transition is when I launched my show because I knew this was my inner guidance was telling me you need to do this show you need to tell the world that we're not separate we're one you know and so that all came from but yeah and it's that e the ego the ego mind it's a useful tool so uh, uh, our mind is a good tool, but it, when we let our mind, and most of us do, let our mind be in the driver's seat. That's the, so it's a heart. And this is, I don't know if you ever heard of heart math. If you haven't, you should check them out. Mm -hmm. heart, heart math. So it's one word, but the math in, in like is M, capital M in the middle. Heart Math Institute. You have to check them out. They have proven scientifically that our heart intelligent is far more, far more intelligent than our brain intelligence. 
Okay, meaning we need to start living from our heart and our heart intelligence are those silent whispers call the White House. That came from your heart intelligence, not the head intelligence. The head intelligence, not the brain intelligence is not gonna tell you to call the White House. <laughs> so our our higher self, our spirit guides are always speaking to us through our heart. And like I said, I love science because science has proven that our heart is much more intelligent than our brain. And so you want to put your heart in the driver's seat, but the, the brain in the passenger seat. So it's not like just get rid of the ego, get rid of the mind. It's, it's a useful tool. But the best thing is what, what heart math calls is coherence between the heart and the mind. Right. The, the heart is the leader because the heart is, you get infinite wisdom in your heart. Um, Mm -hmm. electromagnet field infinite mm -hmm. wisdom from the universe you get your limited um intelligence your brain intelligence come from your limited experience in this reality mm -hmm. so it's extremely limited heart intelligence is limitless brain intelligence is limit lim limited but mm -hmm. you want them in coherence and like right. you said about the meditation, like for me, I'm, I'm getting better and better, especially this year, 2020. I do not miss a day where I meditate for at least 25 minutes. And for me, it's just, I'll, I'll put on like a high frequency because I know everything is vibration. So I'll put on something, a high frequency sound in the background, not really, not, not no words or anything, just a high frequency sound in the background to raise my vibration. And I focus on my breath. And yes, sometimes my mind might wander. And if it does, I don't beat myself. I was like, oh, okay, that's just a thought. Let it go and go back to. And I, the more I do it, the better I get at it. But everyone's unique. So mm -hmm. some people meditate while they're running. Some people meditate while they're working out. You know, it's whatever works for you, wherever where you're actually listening to that inner guidance coming from the heart and not allowing. See, we all hear it. Mm -hmm. allow the brain to say oh that's stupid well it or let me put this in front of you um all of us have have thoughts all the time yes okay and we all know what a thought is yes um, but not every single thought is because we are just so brilliant which is right. why i have trouble even using the word idea anymore uh -huh. um, i use inspiration now if i had a thought i'm going to make meatloaf is that my deceased mom telling me to make maybe but it's not every thought comes from them. Some come from us. Right. I tried to write a chapter about famous people who had realized that how they got to where they were was because they were inspired, they were directed, right, spiritually. Mm -hmm. Aside from Oprah Winfrey and her aha moment, and maybe Carrie Underwood's a Christian, you cannot find anyone that will go on record talking about that, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. and one of my uh, intuitives in the book is, um, from Beverly Hills. Her mom is a therapist to all of the stars, a psychotherapist. Okay. I talked to that woman and she said, Marianne, it's a taboo. They'll tell me after months of therapy that really they're spiritually guided to this place. That's why they're so successful, but they can't go on record as saying it's a taboo. And that's the other reason I'm talking with you today. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons Dean Radin and the other scientists have all been up against this taboo. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I think spirit guided me to interview all these intuitives um, and not use the word psychic so much because immediately people will shut down, but that's one word for the ability. Mm -hmm. 
is to put a face on this ability to show them that you don't have to be this Long Island medium or this flavor of the day psychic. And not everybody is this gifted by far. It's like mm -hmm. a lot of people think they are, but maybe like they can sing, but how many can sing like an Adele, right? Right, right, right. But, but we, we all, but just to really take the taboo down about these people and paint their pictures, tell their stories, which is what I do in those chapters. Mm -hmm. And then, but make people realize that every last one of us, and you don't have to be super pious or any of that, or even a good meditator, like I'm not because I'm a white knuckler, you can have access to this. It's right at your fingertips and we are loved. And remember that and just listen. If the, but again, taking credit for every idea, for every advance, for every, even the title of this book, The Gift Within Us, as I mentioned to you. Right. Um, the, the ego will get in and you'll think of different things and it, just yeah. let it flow and yes. it will come to you. Like the cover of my book, if you have seen it, I've sent you the picture. Yeah. Yes. It is a gold bow. And the book is white, and it yeah. looks like a gift. A gift, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I it's love it. Yeah. It's simple, you know why? Because so many of my friends that have written in many of the, the spiritual New Age books I've read, they'll have this universe on it, or the cosmos, or something else, which is great. Yeah. But my guides are like, stay away from the stereotypic New Age look, mm -hmm. because the audience you need to reach are regular, everyday people, and that's why this is a gift that we all have. You don't yes. have to be super gifted like the super gifted people I interview. Right. All of us have access to this, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. So right. that's that image of that bow came to me. Yes. The title of the book came to me. Yes. And I don't sit here and say, oh, I'm so brilliant. Right. You know? Well, I, I am in the exact same, we're in the exact same boat because... I, I, I know we all, like you said, I teach piano lessons. I've been teaching mm -hmm. piano lessons for 28 years. Occasionally, I'll get a gifted student that's born gifted. They're the hardest ones to teach, actually, because <laughs> they play by ear and they don't to teach, because I teach how to read music, read and write music. And mm -hmm. they, they're like, I don't need to read and write it. I know it by ear, you know? So they're the mm -hmm. hardest teach. But the, but like you said, we can't, I know I can't sing. You know, I, I can play the piano, <laughs> I can't sing. So. There, we all have unique talents that we're born with, but it, it's like, like you said, it's like, um, it's, it's finding, listening to that inner voice and following my show, Awake to Oneness Radio, was completely given to me. Like I said, I launched the show completely from Spirit Guidance. The title of the show came completely from Spirit Guidance, and everything I I, I do since my son's transition five and a half years ago has been completely spirit guided and 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 society would say what are you doing you know mm -hmm. society would would frown upon it but <clears throat> I hear you say like things are taboo but I'm in truth we're in 2020 now yeah things are far less taboo each and every I would say each and every month mm -hmm. things are getting far less yes. taboo. It's, yes. it's accelerating. Yes. It's, it still exists. But I want to say, and I won't say the name of the magazine. Right. Uh, it's a highly respected magazine. They had a cover story called Intuition, something about how our gut feeling is important or whatever. So I picked it up immediately, read it, well-written, didn't see Dean Radin or anyone I knew in the research. And it talked about how, in the, just as you said earlier, intuitive thinking, conscious thinking, brain versus, it's both very important but do not discount. In fact, you really should 
rely on the intuitive thinking a lot more. But I contacted the journalist and I said, I really want to talk to you because I'm writing this book. And he got back to me because I told him I interviewed intuitives and, and he wrote back, I am, I do not believe in psychic ability. He believes that all intuition comes from our brain. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> How can you, it, right. I believe that's fear. Yeah. I believe that's the taboo. Right. It's easier to think it's all here. Right. Then right. to understand that we're energy is coming to us, loving okay. energy, loving exactly. energy. Exactly. But exactly. I tell you, this just happened in the past little while, and I was like, right. "How can you be a journalist and not get this?" But this yeah. is what I'm saying. There are still my book, which mm -hmm. this has a band because it says not for publication. It's it's a proof copy, but there's the right. gift. Yes. Yes. My okay. my book um, will not reach everybody. Right, but what? it's okay. It'll reach the people that it, it it's it will reach everybody it's supposed to reach. Oh, that was the other <laughs> other thing you mentioned that I meant to to also speak on. My show, this show, I really want to reach the everyday Joe, the masses, because that's why I talk so much about science. I talk mm -hmm. about everything I believe in can be followed up with science. So right. For those, so we're not talking about religious people, even with spiritual people. Let's talk the science. Mm -hmm. you know? And I'll, I'll start with something very simple science that we that I learned in seventh grade. Seventh grade, when my science, we were studying atoms and molecules. And I'll never forget <laughs> my science teacher saying, nothing is truly solid. Now, mm -hmm. There's a desk in front of me. I'm sitting <laughs> on the chair and, and I'm thinking, and when he said it, that was a aha moment for me. Cause I'm like, and I never forgot it. Cause I'm like, what do you mean? Nothing's not, you put anything. And we know this, you put anything under a high powered microscope. What do you see? You mm -hmm. see tiny moving power mm -hmm. particles that are not even touching Meaning, right. What you're looking at is not solid. Right. And it has life movement it has life everything has life in it that energy so and science has proven like i opened the show science has proven everything is energy and i yeah. we can't see with our physical eyes mm -hmm. that everything is energy and interconnected but mm -hmm. it has been proven scientifically mm -hmm. so when people say oh i don't believe in it i'm like okay you're going by your limited human senses which science has proven that with our human five senses, we can detect, I think it's like 0.045% of what is actually around us. Right. So that there's gamma rays, microwaves, we can't see them, yeah. uh, Wi-Fi. I mean, we know quantum physics, all new technology is based on quantum physics. The core of quantum physics is the interconnectedness of everything okay mm -hmm. but then people are like i don't believe it I'm like okay it's like really well i want to say something to that and with your piano story too yeah um when that person who wrote the story the cover story about intuition said i don't believe in psychics i was thinking my analogy about people who sing um i i don't say i don't believe in adele right she, she just can sing like that 
Yeah. So these people, it's not they're, they're touting that they're a new religion. They just happen to have been born that way. Way, yes. Okay, so it's not like whether he believes in it or not, it exists. It exists, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think about, oh, I, and I've had her on the show, oh, Akiana. Do you, uh, the, the, do you, she's, she came, she popped out of the womb painting like, like uh, at three years old, she's making these magnificent paintings. She was on, she was, um, when she was nine years old, I think she was, she's been on Oprah a couple of times, but I think she was first on Oprah when she was six or nine or so. I mean, I've never seen paintings so beautiful. She, she never had an art class. She came out the womb being able to paint with, you got, um, babies coming out being able to play Mozart at the womb. Yes. You know, so for people to say, it's like, it's like. I don't believe in it. I don't believe it. The other thing I want to tell you is talking about the audience. While there are never, there are going to be some people that never will go for this book. And there are people that listen to your show and that are really into this. There's a huge group. And, and you know what PEW research is. They're like the biggest research group. They research everything in the country about whatever. But they okay. found that the fastest growing category of individuals in spirituality is uh, millennials. I think I mentioned this, that are called spiritual but not religious. They're turning away from traditional religion, but they're seeking that spiritual connection. It's, it's the biggest growing group. The point is, is that that large group to take a book like this or your show and to shine the light into that dark corner mm -hmm. that they're not sure they they're open minded, but they don't know where to go. Right. That's who I want to reach with this book, with your show, with Dean's work. Yes. People, sometimes people are young souls and I'm not putting them down, but some of these people that are scared, they're in the taboo, they're never going to listen. Just God bless them, move on. And but there's a large group that wants to know exactly and the great thing about it is you you're you're right some people i believe that we're all this is a school earth school we choose to come here some yeah. are old souls that have been through earth school many many times and they're like at the graduate level some <laughs> are new souls that have just been here a few times and they're like you know and it's all good i say it's like i used an analogy of watching a baby try to crawl or a baby try to walk you see a toddler trying to walk and he falls a couple of times. You, all you can do is like, oh, he's so cute. I just love him. So most mm -hmm. people that are not open-minded, I, I just love them. I just, yeah. because the, the truth is there is time is an illusion. Einstein, who was uh, one of the most brilliant 20th century minds, said time is merely an illusion, albeit. A persistent one. The Power of Now, if you've never read it by Eckhart Tolle, it's a must read. All there is is the now. Everything is happening in the now. So we use time in this realm as a linear. We use, we need it to get from point A to point B to point C. But everybody in truth is a divine soul. And yes. if everybody in truth, they're going to get there. Doesn't matter when they're going to get there. Yeah. You know they're going to get there. And so when they're all I can do is give them, send them love and light that will mm -hmm. help raise their vibration. I could do it silently, you know, just send them love and light silently to help raise their vibration. Cause I know we're interconnected and me sending them love and light, they're going to receive it and it's going to help them to awaken. But it's, a, and also seeing each other, that other person that is unawakened and is, is new, a young soul, we'll call them, is another aspect of us. We were a young soul at one time. Mm -hmm. Now we're awakening. You know? So it's 
So yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention a couple things to you. To, uh, not everybody in my book was born gifted. One right. guy was a cop coming from a cop family, tough guy. Mm -hmm. He got there in his late 40s. His family thought he was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Hansen, he's a, a fantastic medium. Okay. Um, another gal, Suzanne Giesman. Oh, she, I've had Suzanne. Suzanne is a dear, dear friend of mine. You, you know, military. Suzanne, Suzanne well, I've got, I got to tell you real quickly. Suzanne, I, I was, somebody recommended her in 2016. I had her, my son transitioned. I had never had a reading. I, had, I told myself when my son transitioned, I wasn't going to go looking for one. That medium had to find me. Suzanne found me, gifted me on my son's birthday with a reading. And in that reading, we have my son's voice on tape from that reading with Suzanne Giesman. She is in my book. You wouldn't believe the people in this book. You might know some of them from the work you do here, yes. but they're all like amazing. Suzanne only came to it in her late 40s after yes. a military career flying around on Air Force One when her daughter and uh, stepdaughter at pregnant was killed by a strike of lightning. Yes. Now she's this incredible medium. She's yes. brilliant. She's wonderful. But yes. the point is, is that not everybody came to it early and some came to it early, but they were real estate agents their whole life because they were closeted because they didn't want people to know. Right. Uh, I have a few people in my book that are gay. One, a Southern boy named Eddie Connor. He grew up in the South. He was beaten up for being gay, uh -huh. but he was far more bullied for being psychic. And, okay. and so it's, it's interesting. But a couple other things you said, Eckhart Tolle, yes. the, my literary agent, Bill Gladstone, um, is friends with and represents Eckhart Tolle. Okay. Towards the end of our time, but another time I'll tell you the story. And Gary, Dr. Gary Schwartz has also had this happen. I have been contacted through a medium, don't think I'm crazy, by I, Albert Einstein. You know, by Albert Einstein. Oh, yes. Well, I, I, know, I, know that, I know that Gary Schwartz is working yeah. with Al, Albert Einstein. And also Sonia Rinaldi, if you're mm -hmm. not familiar with her. No, Anna Rinaldi. No, Sonia. There's Sonia Rinaldi is a Brazilian researcher. Okay. Okay. Who okay. shows with her? But she's working. She's working with Albert Einstein and and um Nikola Tesla. And I so also the gal that called me and and the stories in a chapter in my book called a Valentine's Day phone call from Albert Einstein. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. I won't go into it now. We don't have time, but. Um, the woman who called me is a, I believe, African-American older lady who's a medium, lives on Long Island, hasn't been a medium for years, works with children, disadvantaged kids in soup kitchens. Okay. But she only channels Einstein, Nikola Tesla, and Alva Vanderbilt, who was a suffragette and a, an advocate. Anyway, uh, whatever. She was in the w women's movement. Mm -hmm. And she is just the sweetest one. But she called me on this morning of... of Valentine's Day, and it's the stories in the book, but I told uh, Dean Radin and Dr. Schwartz about it, and I, I don't know about Dean, but Gary has been contacted numerous times by us, and my agent, Bill, has been contacted, and I wasn't, as a PR person, I thought, I can't put this in my book. People are going to think I'm crazy. No, you, my guide said you have, have to. Have to. You and can't. Bill, don't go up, because honestly, the times are changing so, so fast. And, and so, and just see, I don't look at what's going on in mainstream. I look on, uh, the, the, my news is the internet and YouTube. And so 
the people are hungry for this and so many more pe people are more and more and more and oh it that that the the number of people that are looking at this stuff as crazy is getting smaller and smaller and smaller because they realize wait a second just like oh when you were using the example of oh the guy who was it that said the that the the earth was round and not flat mm -hmm. i forget his right. name um but i thought of um the wright brothers right the that wright brothers. Book too yeah yes the wright brothers who was, uh, and people were like we're never gonna fly okay look at us i mean honestly if people honestly i think it's gotta be now more people are open-minded to anything and everything when you see I mean, just look at the 1900s compared to 2000s. I mean, the, the technology, you know, it's just to to say, oh, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's just so closed minded. And I nothing I do is geared to a closed minded person. I'm like, this is, you know, it's just like, hey, they're going to I think they're going to catch up. Well, when I first got this assignment, like spiritually, I'm like, like when I did all those years about domestic violence in the early 90s, I said, you want me to change the way people view domestic violence? It's a tall order, but okay. And then so similarly, I said, you want me to change the way people view psychic and intuitive ability? That's tough, but I'll do it. If I can, I'll do my best. Right. So the reason that I have these interviews, these uh, stories about these gifted people, including Suzanne and others, you know, um, a lot of people do want a reading. In addition yeah. to having their own intuition, they want a reading, but it's how do I find somebody gifted? Now, right. I'm not a psychic directory, can't stand exploitation of people like that, don't like that. Right. However, all of the people in my book, at the end of the book, their contact information is in there. Right. Websites, phone mail, numbers, emails. Yeah. Because, and I don't, a lot of them are reasonably priced, but it's not about promoting their wares. Right, right. Just putting them in touch. If somebody wants a reading with, and again, highly gifted, but also equally important to me, super high integrity. Mm -hmm. Not a person in my book that is there, self-promoting, just there for ego, that right. was a no-no. Right. You know right. Suzanne, you know what I mean. Yes, yes. And here's the thing, the one, here's one of the things I love about Suzanne. Suzanne has a waiting list maybe three years long. So Suzanne's goal is right now, she's doing more workshops she does weekend workshops. She does classes online because we all do have a, a, um, the ability to contact our loved one in spirit. <laughs> yes, we do. And not, yeah, some of these, Suzanne is at the upper echelon. I mean, I have people, a gal in Maine who doesn't even have a website. Right. She has a phone number. Right. She's fantastic. And that's another reason I didn't want like James Olin Prague's been around for 30 years. The man yes. doesn't need me. But some people out there really, really, really want to be able to have a reading with somebody really gifted, which yes. was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to include their information in there. Um, there's people from all over the map. There's people from Australia and India and the West Coast, East Coast, different levels, but they're all highly gifted and high integrity. Yes. So yes. people can have access to them if they want, which is... Yes. I, and again, there are these hotlines I don't know where they're finding their psychic people. There's yeah. people that exploit psychics or fake. Uh, no, th yeah. this is not that way. But I did feel it was important for people because everyone says to me, Marianne, how do I find a really gifted person? Right. And again, it's word of mouth and all that, but, but their info is in the book and people might find that appealing because it is hard when you're out there looking to right. find someone. 
Well, like I said, I like I'm a mom with a son that transitioned. And and like I said, I I always I knew a the minute he transitioned, he wasn't gone gone. I knew I wanted a reading, but I I personally did not look for one. I right. said that medium has to come to me. Right. And she did. And it was right. so I left myself open. So sometimes we have to trust in our we have to trust. We we have to trust that our higher selves, our spirit guides will lead us to the right person, not putting so much pressure on it. Just give us silent, you know, I want to be led. Yes. Your, close your eyes, ask your, your higher self, please lead me to the right person and then trust that your, your higher self will. Because yes, and, and I agree with you 100%. Again, they love us. Yes. They want to help us. They want to guide us. We just have to be open. Understand first that we are loved. Mm -hmm. Take the ego down a couple pegs mm -hmm. and listen, because yes. it's not all about how brilliant we are. We are brilliant. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right. But the <laughs> we ego. A lot we, of help. We, if, if we can understand to let our higher self, our spirit guide, our spirit team lead our life and let our ego take the passenger seat or sometimes even the back seat. Mm -hmm. And don't let the ego be a backseat driver. Just let mm -hmm. you know that when we when we put you know put things in the proper place, things will just I I I believe things will just go much more smoothly for us. We have to it's a, it also is a trusting and understanding. I loved your analogy about um the um slippers, the ruby slippers. Because yeah. I always know now that I, because I, when you understand the power of now, when you understand everything is here and now, the answer and, and the journey and the destination are the same. They're all right here now. It's just where we focus our attention. Do you mm -hmm. want to focus your attention on the problem or you want to focus your attention on the solution? Because, and honestly, before we started this show today, I thought about that thought. The problem and the solution are side by side in the here and now. It's mm -hmm. just where you focus your attention. So it's well, I have it right here and now. And, and I agree with you. And, and when you think of the rigmarole that poor Dorothy went through, Yes. With the monkeys and all the crazy stuff that, oh my gosh, the poppies and who, mm -hmm. there she was, right? So, but she had to believe it first. And yes. I think that's the first step. And it's more not so believing in intuitive ability. It's right. believing we are loved. Yes. And that there are, it's, I call it colleagues on this plane. As writing this book, I had colleagues on this plane helping mm -hmm. me. Like Suzanne would tell me about other people and Dean yes. would tell me who I yes. should interview and different. Yes. And there's colleagues on that plane. Yes. And yes, I'm very, yes. and sometimes I laugh because they have such a sense of humor. Yes. I, mean, I feel like I have the writer's room from Saturday Night Live. They're cracking yes. jokes and yes. these inspirations and, and you just become very kind of humble and you're like so blessed to work with these amazing energies. Yes. Right? Both here and there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. And truth. And I speak about this a lot. I've, I've recently, I've been doing the show for five years, but in the last six months, I've been doing talks myself, going out and doing talks about, it all focuses on the science, but it talks about how what we call physical, again, going back to that seventh grade science class, mm -hmm. what we call physical is not physical. It's, mm -hmm. it's spirit on a denser it's, it's a lower vibration. What we call physical matter is still spirit, but it's a low vibration and it's very dense. Mm -hmm. 
to spirit, to our loved ones that are in spirit. But when we understand that it is, like I said, everything is connecting. When I talk about everything, I mean the spirit world and the, what we call the physical world, because it's not truly physical. It is connected. That's why we can connect. And we are raising our vibration. We're, we're, we're opening our, our awareness. So now as we raise our vibration, we can meet our loved ones in spirit much easier. Like I said, I only really needed that one reading that was gifted to me on my son's birthday. I knew he was here, but I mean, now it's like, there's just, I have now so much, so much physical evidence. Like Sonia Rinaldi gets images from spirit. My son has visited her at least six times, if not more. And I have images of my son from spirit, from Sonia Rinaldi. So you gotta check her out. And she's a pure research, she's not a scientist, she's a researcher. And she's extremely humble and just the most lovable person in the world. Well, I once wrote a story about a gal I interviewed who is a medium, but she can sit with somebody, she draws the picture, yeah. And it's exactly the image of the person. She's never yes. seen their photo. Yes. Fast a spirit uh, artist. Yes, spirit artist. Yes, I I've heard there's several a uh, good spirit artists. I've I actually met one. No, I'm I'm getting that mixed up with a photographer. Now this was a spirit photographer that I met, but I know of some spirit artists that I haven't had one yet on the show, but I do want to have because, like you said, with your book, I've had some incredible. Um, gifted people in the spiritual realm and science. See, I love the balance, the science mm -hmm. with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I've had Suzanne Giesman several times on the show, other um, Suzanne Wilson, other really, really gifted psychics and mediums and channels, you know, and, and I know that they're genuine and, and they, you know, what they're sharing is, is coming from spirit. Well, and I'm going to, we're connected to. I'm going to be sharing, I'll share that person's info with you and there, I'll get you a copy of this book and okay. I, I want you to um, definitely some of the people to know you and you to know them because it, it's just, we're a collective, yes. you know, we're a group. It's not my book, it's kind of their book, yes. but we're all together with the same, um, the same purpose, which is to yes. raise positive awareness so people forget the taboo and open up and just listen and grow. And yes. really, we're lucky who can be and just understand we're loved. Number yes. one, it feels great. Number two, we get these amazing insights sometimes, which we all get, but we don't discount them. Right. The and, thing here's, and here's the thing, we're actually, the core of our being is love. Not that yeah. we are love, we are, the essence of us is love. Right. And so we're never separated from love. So what we call God all, I say all that is, is my term for God. So how, whatever name you have for God, the divine, you're not separate. See, that's the thing. I went to Catholic school for six years as a child, and the thing, it never resonated with me. And when you look at it, um, I have nothing but the utmost respect for religion. But religion has God up here and yeah. us down here. We, it separates us. And when I understood the truth of oneness, I realized, wait a second. We're not separate from God, and we can never be separate from God. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest under one to understand because that's what creates fear. Mm. You thinking you can think that you're separate from God, but you can never truly be separate from God. And what creates fear? And we live our life from a state of fear, thinking we're separate 
from God. Right, right. Yeah. No, we're connected and, and we, you and I align in thought so many ways. It's fantastic. Yes, yes. yes. We definitely, uh, there's so much I want to talk to you about. <laughs> definitely are going to, and we got to share information because there's so much I want to share with you and you have stuff to share with me. We got like, yeah, we're too we on the same page and we live in the same state you're just on the west side (laughs) side of pa yes yes yes. now share with our listeners share your book again the title of your book and where they can find you and all your information share that with our listeners okay and i'm telling you you are the first show i did a show with gary schwartz over a year ago uh, when i thought my book was about to be published but we went you're the first show in my kind of media thing Okay. So, um, and I just was on with my web designer today, so we're tweaking the website. So um, when this show airs, it'll be all up on February, what, 28th, right? No, no, um, actually, I'm going to air it this weekend, this Friday, the 20th. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, even faster. <laughs> for people that go and look, you'll see my website and there will be information, but next week, there'll be a button if you want to pre-order the book. I, I had to work that out today. But anyway, okay. my, my website is my name. It's just www.maryannborer, which I don't know if you put it on your Yes, site. I'll have, I'll definitely have the link. Yes. It's M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-B as in boy, O-H-R-E-R.com. So you can go there and there'll be information about the book um, and an email if you want to email me because in a week's time, it'll be easier just to get it. Okay. But, uh, and the book is called The Gift Within Us. The yes. subhead is Intuition, Spirituality, and the Power of Our Own Inner Voice. And uh, it has a big gold bow on it. So anyway, it'll be out on Amazon probably sometime in April, like officially. But okay. I'm getting it out pre-orders only for all of my intuitions, intuitive friends and their followers and my scientists and their friends and people on shows like yours they'll have the chance to pre-order it. And I'm going to be sending a little extra gift to people that pre-order, which Mm. are two chapters that I kept out of the book Mm. about how to find really gifted people and how to get the very best reading you can. I didn't feel like putting it in here, but I'm going to, it's on a tape that's just for people who pre-order that's going to be available. That'll be next week when I thought this show was going to air, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll say, I, yeah, I'm actually airing um, quicker now because I don't have, when I, normally if I have a couple of shows already like in the queue, that's Mm. when I, but now I don't have any show in the queue. So you're up next. You're up to that. All right. Well, we'll be in touch because I want to put you in touch with a lot of the people that I know that maybe you don't and vice versa. Yeah. I'd love to tell you my Einstein story in full because it's really fascinating, but especially with your love of quantum physics you okay. would bowled over by the story it's it's amazing and then when i find out that gary and my agent bill have had similar experiences i'm like no wow well you know what if you have time tell me tell me now after we end the show <laughs> okay and if you like it i'll do it on air okay oh, i will okay awesome uh, i mean okay. i mean it's i mean uh, this is my show we could go as long as we want i mean so if you want to share it now it's great are you go sure? On. I'm positive. Okay. Hey, go All for right. it. So I'm going to tell you this. I've been writing this book for, gosh, uh, a number of years. Again, it started with just writing about intuitives I knew. And organically, my guides were like, okay, it's bigger than that. Um, and it's going to involve talking about people and their own connection with spirit. But I'm writing this book. It's February of 2016. It's a very cold day. 
February 13th, Saturday. My daughter's in watching TV and my husband's in his upstairs home office. I'm in my second floor home office, typing away, writing the chapter about great minds throughout history who embraced intuition, like Carl Jung. Mm -hmm. There's been many who, who stepped up and embraced intuition. So I wanted to like talk about people like that. And my husband, who's very supportive, but not really that involved in the process, mm -hmm. he's upstairs. He's always like listening to music, downloading music. He calls me upstairs and says, Marianne, Marianne, come up quick. I have something to show you, which was like, never happens. Okay. And he said, um, and I ran upstairs and he sees on the screen are quotes from Albert Einstein about intuition. Mm. Now I'm researching all these great minds throughout like uh, Jung and others, but I didn't know Einstein was really connected to intuition. I had no mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. So my husband shows me these quotes and I'm like, wow, I didn't know Einstein was into that. So I said, but why are you showing me these quotes? I don't understand. It's not like he ever has done anything like it. Because I don't know, it just came to me. These I just remembered I'd heard this about Einstein, thought this would help you. Mm -hmm. Now, again, he's wonderful, but this has never happened, not remotely. Okay. So I go back downstairs and I type up Albert Einstein and intuition, and up comes um, the third uh, uh, Google search thing down is a story that was in a magazine which still exists called The New Republic. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It's an intellectual kind of think piece magazine, The New Republic. Um, and this was a story uh, from 1932. Now, Einstein was famous in 1932. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew the guy with the, you know, yes. he was on vacation in Palm Springs. And, um, and he had to share a limousine to a public, a private event, a celebrity event with a young lady who he didn't know. And it turns out she's a psychic. Her name was Jean Dennis. Okay. okay? And so um, in the limo, she gives him an impromptu reading. He hadn't had a reading before. Right. So I'm going to read from my book because um, I, I have to just read. So he says, he talks to the media about this after he goes. And, and by the way, the story in the New Republic about all this is putting Einstein down for like, for saying something positive about psychics. It's called Why Dr. Einstein? Question mark, question mark. So mm -hmm. in the story, this guy, C. Hartley Grattan, the author who's putting Einstein down, says Einstein was quoted as saying, about the psychic, she told me things no one possibly could know, things on which I have been working, and she demonstrated to me that she has a power to do things I cannot at this time explain. Now, I must tell some of my associates about this. It was miraculous indeed. And then Gratan, the author, also quotes the psychic, Jean Dennis, in the same story, saying, Dr. Einstein is indeed the most remarkable person I have ever contacted, and his aura is just sublime, pure blue electric sparks instead of color. It was just like talking to God. Mm. So Gertan, the author, says, calls Einstein's meeting with the psychic into question writing, wonderful, wonderful. And so the scientific method goes crashing to the ground, and the world's greatest relativist becomes an endorser of a, quote, psychic vaudeville act. Mm. So he's saying, Einstein, man, you missed the mark, because you said positive things about a psychic. The next month, which was uh, April of, of this uh, magazine, 1932, there's a letter to the editor you know author Upton Sinclair, the name Upton Sinclair? No, I'm not familiar. Very famous uh, journal writer, Upton Sinclair. Kate wrote a letter coming to the defense of Einstein, a uh, letter to the editor, and appears in, in the magazine the next month, and I'm going to read some of it. Okay. Sir, I have never met the young lady who gave a demonstration to Einstein, but I know that Einstein's own statement, quoted by Mr. Grattan in the New Republic of March 9, is strictly scientific. 
Einstein says that she told him things which no one could possibly have known normally. Einstein is the only person who could have passed that judgment, and it seems to me that a man of his standing has a right to expect us to assume that he did not make the statement lightly or unthinkingly. If it was so, he knew it was so, Then he, and I love this part, then he had to choose between doing his duty as a scientist or shrinking from the ridicule of those who are content to judge without investigating, and you proceed upon the assumption that we know all there is to know about this universe and that certain happenings are impossible because they are new and not understood. Mm. So basically, he's saying, Einstein said what he believes. You can't put him down for doing that. So I'm thrilled beyond belief that I found this on the internet, that my husband told me about, right? I had no right. idea. Well, so there's, we're gonna, there's we're gonna, a very famous quote, uh, and I can't quote it exactly, but it's an Einstein quote about how <clears throat> we cannot use the same mind that created the problem to solve the problem. It's a famous Einstein quote. It, 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 basically, that's the gist of the quote. We cannot use the same mind that created the problem. We cannot use that same mind to correct the problem. Well, in my book, the very first quote is from Einstein's, not that one, okay. but he says, the workings of intuition transcend those of the intellect. And is, as is well known, innovation is often a triumph of intuition over logic. Mm -hmm. so believed in it. But anyway, I was buzzing because I found this Einstein, which I didn't know. Yeah. So, because I wanted to talk about people like Carl Jung and others who really were like Dean Radens of their time. And right. Right, right. So right. we're going to go to dinner at our favorite little hamburger place with our daughter. So we went out and, and did that this Saturday night, this cold February, take her to a sleepover, drop her off, go home, go to bed. And I'm awakened at like 4.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, as sometimes, especially when I was writing this, they would get, you know, get me up and I'd run in here and start writing things down. Mm -hmm. But I come in and I'm working for like three hours on this Great Minds chapter. Right. I research more about Einstein. Go back to bed around 7.30 because he's still sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I sleep for about a half hour and then I get up. It's quarter after eight in the morning, Sunday morning. It's Valentine's, it's February 14th. Right. I, I barely dress. I think I just had underwear on. And I come in here to the, to look at my email before I take a shower. Mm -hmm. It's 8.20. The phone rings. I grab it because I'm thinking, is it my daughter having problem at her sleepover? Right. Who's right. calling me on a Sunday morning at 8.20? And right. I didn't want my, my husband to wake up. So I pick it up and this woman, who I never talked to before, says, good morning. Um, I was doing my morning prayers and meditation and I was um, inspired to call you and wish you a happy Valentine's Day by Albert Einstein. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm not making this up. I, I, I believe you. It's, 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 it's so true because like I said, I, I, I know that Albert Einstein is working with Dr. Gary and um, Sonia and so also Tesla. They're working on that side of the veil and we have scientists credible scientists working on this side of the veil so it's and even even einstein's fate i think his most famous quote about time people would say time is merely an illusion albeit a very persistent one well He's, let, the man, let me tell you yes. a little bit more about this because i it, it is on but i had no clue i frankly had no clue i knew of course he was a brilliant genius right 
so anyway, she starts to tell me this and I stop because like you are like, really, Albert Einstein? So, and again, um, so I nearly lost it. And she says, and I was doing interviews for this book. So I had a tape recorder set up here. I, yeah. I always tell people I'm taping them when I interview, but I yeah. like to have it. But at that point it wasn't on. So I'm taking notes. And she says, he wanted to tell you that on, you're on the right path with this project and that you're a vessel of truth, whatever that means, mm -hmm. and that you're being guided to the right people to include in this project. Um, and that you're following your nut, uh, innate gut level feelings to verify that truth. And she mm -hmm. said, and you recently parted ways with someone who would not have been good with this project. I won't go off into a tangent, but exactly two weeks before, one of the intuitives that was going to be in my book, a really close friend, let me know that she was very jealous that I had interviewed more people for the book. Not, and she wanted to be the star of the book or she was going to sue me. Mm. There's no star in my book. No. Okay, so we cut. We part. So, but he said you recently parted ways. So, I mean, how would he know that? Mm -hmm. And then, and then she goes on and says, and you have a Native American guide who's helping you. And I, I, I say, okay, listen, stop. I said, okay, do you mind um, telling me who are you? Right. And she says, my name is Edna. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, but a psychic in Boston told me I should interview a psychic name with an E name because I got a lot of my people through word of mouth from Dean Radin and others. And I look up on my email, but the woman's name was not Edna, it was Erin. Mm. So I start to say, okay, but okay, Edna. I said, what is your last name? And she says, Randall. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is her real name. And so I Google Edna Randall real fast while I'm in front of my computer. And a story from 2003 in the New York Times comes up about mediums. And they interviewed John Edward, Edna Randall, and others. So Edna Randall was a, is a real medium. I never had heard of her. Right. So I, I, and so um, I said, okay, um, so, so she's a real person. And I said, do you even know my name? Oh, I said, do you know what I'm working on? And mm -hmm. she said, no, I'm sorry, I don't. And I said, do you even know my name? She goes, no, but I know that one of your names is like my mother's name, Anne. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I said, this is the thing. I said, now my phone number is not only unlisted, Carolyn, it's in my husband's name. His last name is very different than mine. It is okay. not for, it's different. So there's no way to find my number unless okay. you know me from somebody. Right. So she said, well, when he gave me the message that I'm going to give to you, which I'll tell you some of the message, just the first couple sentences, he also dictated your phone number to me. She mm -hmm. said, and he gave it to me in sequences, 412-421. Um, and then um, she goes, I thought that's odd, 412421. And then he gave me the last three digits. And I don't want to say, you know, exactly my phone number here. Yeah. Okay. It was 3809. Uh, yeah. And she said, and I thought, no, my number is 3889. She goes, but he told me, and I was going to say, it, but it's 3889. She said, but he told me to take the zero, the zero out between the eight and the nine and put in an infinity symbol, mm. which is an eight. That was yeah. Right. So I'm absolutely freaked out. And she says, but let me give you the message that he wanted me to give to you. By the time that this has happening, I turn on my tape recorder. So this is all on tape, by the way. Okay, okay great. Awesome. And I'm just going to read the first two sentences of the message. It's all on tape and it's, it gets a little technical, but the very, listen to the first sentence. You will not believe this because it's what you're saying. Okay. And her voice starts to lower and she says, Madame. Who calls anyone madame anymore? Madame, I am still focused 
on the agenda of bringing humankind to the highest, best good. Now, I'm going to repeat that. Madame, I am still focused on the agenda of bringing humankind to the highest, best good. Yes. And it then he goes, he goes to say it is about not destruction, but elevation of the illumination of consciousness. Then he goes into what consciousness is. And at the end, he talks about the importance of prayer and doing our work for God, not for man. It goes, so that's in the book. I thank God it's on tape. Okay. Um, so I was shaking at the end of this and I said, Edna, do you mind giving me your phone number? I'm kind of blown away and I, I, I want to call you tomorrow. Is that okay? She goes, yes. So she gives me her phone number. She lives on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And I call her the next day, which I'll mention you. I go into the shower again. I'm sitting here half naked. And Einstein's wishing me a happy Valentine's Day. So I go in to take my shower. And I look up at the ceiling and I said to them, them, yeah. can you tone it down a little bit? This is too much for me to handle. Right? Because right? it's funny almost. It's just, yeah. they have a sense of humor. Yes. So I take the shower. My husband gets up. I tell him about this. And he goes, it's got to be someone that wants to be in the book. Mm -hmm. And I said, this woman doesn't know, care about the book, da, da, da. And then he says, well, he said, I'll tell you something. Einstein came to me first because he gave me those quotes. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're absolutely right. Because the night before, remember the night before the, yeah, yeah. It, it went into his head. So my daughter comes home from her sleepover and my husband says, hey, guess who called mom and wished her a happy Valentine's Day today? Albert Einstein. And my daughter did the, she was 14, like the eye roll. Like she's heard it all before with what I do, right? Right, right, right. But it's so funny. And the next day I call Edna and I asked her what it, and it turns out she does get these messages, not the same, very mm -hmm. specific, that she does call other people sometimes, not all the time, and tells them, and if they're not ready to hear it, she apologizes for disturbing them and says, I'm sorry to bother you. But she does do this. She works in the soup kitchen and everything. And I said, but what, why? And then she doesn't do mediumship stuff anymore, just channeling these three entities. I said, but why would he call me? And she said, he wanted to confirm that what you're doing has a very good purpose and it's going to help mankind. Mm. He wanted to give you that validation. Right. Wow. There's my story. Isn't that bizarre? And yeah. I write in the book, hey, you might think I'm nuts. This is exactly what happened. You don't yeah. have conclusions. Yeah. You, are, you know what? Don't worry. You know what? I, I'm not worried about don't, it. Don't worry about what people think. Honestly. No, I, I got my guide said, forget it, Marianne. Put the story. It's time. But yeah. isn't that a great, it's funny as heck too. Yes. It is amazing. It's amazing because they are truly, yeah, they're truly trying. The, there's so many scientists like Albert Einstein, Nikola Tesla. I've heard that even because you know that Nikola Tesla and Edison had issues when they were yes. here. They're yeah. working together now, you know, in spirit. They're working together. They cleared up all their issues. We're good. We're, let's work together. You know, yes. Well, the truth is easier to see over there. We're yes. white clean when we come here. It's difficult. But the, right. I love when he says, I'm still focused on the agenda of bringing humankind to the highest, best good. And he's got his sleeves rolled up and he's working with us and Gary and calling me on the phone on, I, on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. Wow. Almost, that's, that's amazing. A, isn't that a cool story? That is amazing. That is truly amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm so, not the only one though. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I know I know he's working with both Gary and Sonia. So Sonia is someone you need to check out and, and we're gonna keep in touch because we're gonna we're gonna share some information together. 
Yes. Okay, we will. Yes, yes. So thank you again. I and like I said, I'm I'm just I'm so glad you I'm so glad Dean recommended you to me because that's how you found me. Yep. So thank you so that, much. That's how we find one another. Once another. you get into this thing, connections are made fast. Yes. Very. And we true. all help each other get the word out for the greater good. Frankly. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. So um, we will, like I said, this will be up. I'm going to send you all the stuff to share and put it on your website as well. Oh, and just so you know, okay. um, I may be doing a big event in New York. Remember I told you that press okay. conference? I may do a 20th anniversary of the Millennium event mm -hmm. in New York City in April for the okay. press. And okay. I think a number of the people in this book, including Dean and Gary and the intuitives are coming and we're going to do another press conference. What's happened in the last 20 years since the 2000, no, I and what's going to happen in the next 20 years. Okay. You don't have a date for that? Cause I would definitely love to be there. I will let you know. Okay. I'm, it's going to be probably late April, early May, like on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm getting the press. I'm not going to have any of the intuitives or Gary or anyone buy a ticket unless I have like a ton of media and mm -hmm. I mean time magazine New York I want them all there and yes. I don't want to make them fun of psychics right so I'm working that right now okay. but I think it's good I have the venue the people are giving it to me for free in 34th street so awesome. I'm ready to go with this but it's 20 years since why to it's yeah. we not we have to know Right. So and you, you, you just said 34th Street. Um, I have actually, I'm writing my first book, and there's a chapter in my book called Miracle on 34th Street. And I, I, I won't go into it now, but yes, uh, not in it, but it was the Miracle on 34th Street in Philadelphia, not New York. But it was a miracle at Christmas time on 34th Street. So I have that's to where my first event was, was on 34th and 8th. Yeah, and we're yeah. doing it again. The vet, they've given me the venue for free. God bless them. Mm -hmm. um, this business. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard work, but I want to, I want to make sure that happens. And Dean said, well, it's a launch. It's a book launch. For, it's not just a book launch. It's to yeah. get all these great minds together to work, to raise awareness so that we all, yes, my book will be there. Yes. If anyone's yes. a book, they can bring their book. Right. Definitely. No, no. What, what, what we're all doing here and every, all my guests, we are working to truly raise the consciousness of yeah. humanity. And it, 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 we, it is happening. We yeah. are in a midst of a consciousness shift. We are, we are in the midst of a human, a humanity awakening. And when humanity awakens and, and the thing about it is multidimensional meaning. Not everybody's going to make the cut. Meaning mm. those that are raising their awareness, it's going to make the cut. We're going to find ourselves in a different reality. Those that are, that are not ready to awaken, which is okay, because they, they will awaken at some point. They may just not have chosen to awaken in this lifetime. They mm -hmm. might want to go through another, you know, a couple more rounds in the 3D. But we are, it, it's truly happening. Um, and, it, and I, believe me, I do not think about the naysayers at all. They're so far not in my mind. So. No, but there's that large group that doesn't know where to go. They want right. the yearning for the connection so we can help shine that light for them yes. in that corner. Exactly. And exactly those that are going to find us and find your book, find this show, they will, they be, they will be led to us. Mm -hmm. So this is amazing. But so let, let's, uh, we're going to say bye for this minute, but we're going to keep in touch.
Okay. I'll be back in touch with you. Uh, what is today? Wednesday? Thursday? Wednesday? In, in the next several days. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, my dear. Make Bye. sure my contact info is up on your site, and uh, I love your show, and we'll be in touch soon. Yes, very, very soon. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.